You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for another episode of Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling. And I am your host, comedian Casey Corbin. Thank you for joining us. But before we get into it, you know I gotta get all those socials out of the way. So remember to hit us up on the old Instagram at Talking Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. On the Twitter at TNW Pod on the Twitter on the uh, gmail talking wrestling at gmail.com and on facebook facebook uh backslash or forward slash whatever slash just look for talking wrestling you'll find it other than that my facebook account uh also casey corbin also has them every thursday morning the episodes when are released when they're released so maybe even hit me up and ask me to be your friend how about that there's an offer i haven't given anyone until now why not i don't know But what can I tell you, folks? Exciting times, exciting places, exciting things going on. And uh, remember to uh, rate, review, subscribe on the old iTunes if that's where you're listening. Remember that if you send in uh, five stars and a review, uh, you will get a uh, postcard from the 80s. Many postcards are left because I have uh, 34 postcards to begin with. I've probably sent out about 10 of these, uh, maybe 11 of them. But um, if you haven't got one, uh, hit us up on one of the socials and let me know that you haven't got one. And we'll find you one and get one sent out to you uh, as soon as possible. Now, this week on the show, you already know because you've already clicked in to begin. Uh, we got We Watch Wrestling's Matt McCarthy. He's a good buddy of mine and uh, a great wrestling mind and just a fun person to talk to uh, wrestling with. We're going to go to that interview with Matt McCarthy uh, right now. So uh, enjoy uh, this week's episode with someone you've seen on Conan O'Brien and you've seen on uh, Comedy Central's uh, Corporate. I believe it's Corporate. I thought it was a corporation, but I believe it's just called Corporate. It's uh, from We Watch Wrestling podcast uh, on HeadGum based out of LA. It's uh, this week's guest, Matt McCarthy. Hope you enjoy it. Hey, folks, uh, we're back, and thanks for joining us once again on Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling. This week, my guest is none other than the great wrestling's Matt McCarthy from the We Watch Wrestling program and from Conan O'Brien and from the corporation, as seen on much, much up here in Canada. That's the channel it's on up here. So, uh, Matt, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Casey? I'm fantastic. This day, I thought that we we missed each other in LA last time to do this. Well, we didn't miss it. We didn't miss each other. We spent actually quite a bit of time, but we didn't get to actually do the podcast. So I'm lucky it took me only half a year to figure out how to do a phone in. And here we are, baby. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm super excited. Yeah, me too. Thanks yeah. for having me. No, no problem. First of all, I, I told this to Vince, and I'll say it to you. This podcast wouldn't exist without your podcast, quite honestly. I never would have thought of podcasting if it wasn't for Vince inviting me down to do your podcast in 2014. And my annual trip to L.A. is based around your podcast amongst, uh, you know, that's the priority of me going down. And uh, and then I get to see other friends on the side, which is great. So, you know, I just want to thank you because I feel like, you know, uh, Talking Wrestling is a spinoff so to say more than oldest bone that's more like an, a solo project <laughs> right yeah right. yeah he's like keith richards going out on his own doing a solo project right but this is more mm-hmm. of a spin-off because it's uh you know i'm more of your laverne and shirley obviously you'd be happy days so thank you for for uh, you know having me on uh, so many times and uh and thank you for coming on this show now sort of uh paying it back i'm glad to have you here well, thank you for saying that. You, We don't have guests very often, but you are our absolute favorite guest to have on We Watch Wrestling. Yeah, and I think the next time I'm coming down, I'm actually thinking about coming down for Survivor Series. So, uh, right. yeah, because I'm, I'm already out west late October, so if I book another couple of weeks, it's like, yeah, I might time that right. 
because uh i was looking at their packages and they have some good packages they're offering but i was like yeah i'll just i'll just figure it out Mm -hmm. we're in a great time for wrestling matt i know you know that like wrestling is i think better than it's been in years as far as the options that we have on what we have to watch yeah i don't know now this is breaking news just came across the wire here in the tnw studio which is a comedian condo in ottawa cm punk is going to be doing a meet and greet at uh, pro wrestling tees august 31st in chicago that's all in weekend oh is it yes what does this mean is is cm punk going to be all in the speculation begins when's the ufc fight i think his ufc fight is in july so this is well after interesting it's in chicago at pro wrestling tees during all in weekend which they're running meet and greets all weekend because of all in so it's technically cm punk is now technically part of all in weekend certainly an offshoot of it i mean the as the information stands right now i think either him or somebody sees an opportunity to make money because there's going to be a lot of wrestling fans in town i think so indeed but if he was all in they'd be morons to not promote that he was a part of the show yeah well maybe they can't right now because of the because he's still locked in with ufc for that that next fight who who knows maybe but just the mere uh speculation you know like this is going to put so much hope into so many fans that love cm punk you know the ones that still chant his name at events when there's no need he's never going to come back to wwe so right but you know uh it's exciting just the fact that he's doing a meet and greet at a wrestling pro wrestling tease you know he is the mm-hmm. pro. He is the pro wrestling tease. Do you not understand? He's the biggest tease in wrestling right now by him going and doing this. Yeah, no kidding. It's it's a, it's a perfect. I didn't even realize the pun was right in front of me. And for someone who speaks in pun at a, as a second language, uh, yeah, I had to think about that for a second. Yes, he's the pro wrestling tease. He is the pro wrestling tease. <laughs> and we want to see more punk. Huh? Yeah. Well, we totally want to see more punk. <laughs> uh, now now uh macaulay calkin is going to be all in he was just announced today really yeah so the uh the bunny ears i will be in effect and uh, mm-hmm. uh i got a i got a, actually a letter um uh, from starcast um sending me the uh the details of how much it would cost if i want to bring talking wrestling there so i have to make up some decisions like uh, whether I want to go two days, I'm not going three days, but I, I'm thinking about going two days and bringing the podcast down and, uh, maybe we'll see. Um, it all depends on how much money I get together. So, or how big my next sound exchange residual check is. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, we got lots of time to figure that out. The pricing is not that bad. And, um, mm-hmm. my producer actually said he'd drive down to uh, Chicago. I'm like, Oh, well, that's that's awesome. That's great. So, yeah, it's only apparently eight hours away from Toronto. I never even knew. So, it's crazy. Mm. What did you think about the ending of? I wanted to ask you this about the ending of the uh, Roman and uh, Brock because I I don't think I heard you talk about it or maybe I missed it. But what did you think about the ending of the Greatest Royal Rumbles uh, cage match? Yeah, I mean, I think people get too hung up on the whole the rule that it's both feet have to hit the ground because there's been plenty of instances through the years of Royal Rumbles and Battle Royals where people land on their back, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And they're eliminated. Yeah. They try to keep things interesting by freshening things up. Like, in terms of, like... I mean, the only one I could think of would be maybe, like, Kofi or someone who's like did they ever do a Kofi spot where he landed on one foot and then just kept hopping around on one foot oh probably but I bet you Zach Gowan has done that for sure <laughs> that's right you know Zach Gowan could never be eliminated from a from a battle royal or a royal rumble or a cage match for that matter yeah right same with Kerry Von Erich would never be eliminated technically either that's right Kamala could never win a cage match <laughs> you know it's just one of these things where it's it's you know, it's it's semantic bullshit. It's 
Brock hit the ground first, you know, be it on top, still on the cage or whatever, but his shoulder blades were dead. I don't know. It was a finish. and I loved honestly, it. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. Because it's, it's, it, 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 it gives us more options on what they could do. And that's why I, I didn't want this to end so suddenly. I like the Roman Brock chase. I think everybody wants everything to happen so quickly. Like, I like uh, a feud that can run a half a year. Like a program that, that yeah. you know, and like, what's wrong with that? That's what old school is. That's what I like to see. And I, you know, I'd like to see the different matches between Brock and Roman. And, and, and if Brock keeps beating them, it's only going to make the pay. Like, this is classic storytelling, you know? I love the finish because when I watched it, I was like, I was like, how does Roman not win? He's completely on the floor. And not only that, he put Brock through the cage and held him in the cage on purpose. You know, that's the way I, I look at it. I was like, Roman's amazing. And then they, they strip away from him. Like, technically, they're right. Maybe they are. And it's just fantastic, you know. So eventually, we're going to see another match, yeah, it, which it, is great. Right. It gives them something to work with. I know that there's definitely a segment of people that are burned out on Brock and oh, Roman. Gee, oh, um, I hate the same 10 moves over and over. Get over it. Right. It's like, well, then maybe, you sh- maybe WWE isn't for you. Because if you expect them to do... Finn Balor and Daniel Bryan for 60 minutes in the main event of WrestleMania, that would be amazing. But it's not going to happen. No, no, you know, it wouldn't happen. It's like, uh, I watched Dinner for Three last night and uh, with Kurt Angle and Shane McMahon and AJ Styles and uh, Kurt was asking AJ and Shane they're like, how'd you get 30 minutes for that match? (laughs) And AJ just looks at his shade and goes, well, he's the boss's son. <laughs> so, and Shane, Shane goes, yeah, they were going to give us 25, but I pushed for 30. You know, and we did exactly 30 minutes, and uh, we stole the show. So, it's a great dinner for three. It's a really good chemistry between the three of them, and people are actually eating. Oh, that's always fun when that happens. Where nobody eats. <laughs> oh, you said nobody no, no, was no. eating? No, people were actually eating in this one. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I like it when they actually eat. Yeah, yeah, food. yeah. Um, I, AJ's got spaghetti and meatballs. It looks fantastic. You know how how could you not want that? That's hilarious. How could you not want it? They all have different things. Uh, spaghetti and yeah. meatballs. That's so AJ style. <laughs> Did Shane just get a steak with no? Oh, pro- I didn't even pay attention. I didn't even pay attention. Probably, but um. Oh yeah, I, of course. Well, that's what his dad. Oh about. yeah. Oh yeah. Did you see the? Uh, I think you guys talked about it on your show, where they were over in uh, Saudi Arabia or Saudi. Uh, where they were and they're having the dinner and they're all presented like like uh, it, it reminded me like a scene out of temple of doom where they're all at the dinner and they're all like you know and they're all unmasking the they all the servants are, sure. are pulling the tr- the tops of the trays off and they're all like and vince is like <laughs> you know yes you know like and there's a big steak in front of him and he's just really <laughs> happy that it's not monkey brains probably yeah no shit <laughs> mm, protein oh God, yeah. I have WWE on Instagram, and they were showing part of a house card last night where Curtis Hawkins and I guess his uh, tag team partners, whoever they are, were wrestling Titus Worldwide. And uh, so he kept on doing the Titus slide. Like, he kept on teasing him, like, hold on, let me show you what I can do. And he's he does the Titus taunt, and then he does the slide, and he did it in two directions. The fans are cheering, and they wanted to do once between his legs. And as he went between his legs, Ty just grabbed him and pulled him up into like a backbreaker and then just threw him on the ground. It was pretty funny, but they're working into matches. I was like, oh, I hope this doesn't make Raw. Well, that's his legacy now. Yeah, yeah. Well, look at that shirt. You guys did talk about it last week. Uh, Titus Worldwide slip and slide. Like, whoever thought of that is, you know, on the money. Like, that shirt will sell. It will sell. I'm thinking about buying one. Uh, we should all ship it. I've never even thought about ever buying a Titus shirt, but if if there was one time, uh, this would be it. The last wrestling shirt I got, I just bought an AJ Styles powdered blue one from the last house show, house show mm-hmm. I went to. I was going to get Rusev Day, but in the end, I went with AJ Styles. So it was a tough decision. I wonder what the last wrestling shirt I bought was. I have to get a DX one. I know they still sell them at Hot Topic. 
They do. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to get one from there because on uh, June 1st, our show here at Talking Wrestling is uh, a sponsor of House of Hardcore, and they're doing their Cana- only Canadian show this year. And um, uh, Billy Gunn is going to be on the card, and, I, and I'm going to actually get to meet him. So uh, i got to have a DX shirt on. <laughs> Oh, I yeah. love it. I can't not wear anything else. Like, you know, I, I have to have a Like, and the sad thing is, I used to have all the shirts in the Attitude Era, but I don't know where the hell they all went. Like, I'm missing so many things. Yeah, you know what the last shirt I bought was when uh, New Japan was in Long Beach? I bought the Event T. I would love that. That would be so wicked. So, and it had the whole card on it? Um... I don't know if it did or not. It's in my closet. I can take a look, but I don't think it had the card on it. I think it just, you know, is the name of the show and the venue and the date. Yeah. They were talking about, uh, back to the dinner at a three, they were talking about, um, Shane was telling uh, Kurt and AJ that, uh, that Vince almost stopped the match at three different points where he got too into it and like thought it was too violent and, wanted to get up and they had to like sit him down and say like you need to stay here and do your job like you know don't like you know and uh it was you know when there's getting thrown through the glass plates and they they re-showed it so it could have been that hard to watch but uh oh the king yeah of the yeah ring. they're showing the king of the ring they're talking about the king of the ring match and uh and yeah. they're saying how vince three different times he wanted to get up and like just stop the match because it was far too violent it was he probably should have i mean shane got his bell rung three times in a row i mean him trying to throw him through that glass was <laughs> it was hard to watch then like yeah apparently the first time you know, in he the threw comments. him shane called him a pussy when he couldn't throw him through and then the second time he threw him through that's uh, pretty funny I was like, I bet you didn't call him a pussy the second time you went to... Like, the fact that it happened twice, two ways, going through, it wasn't all, like, the normal breakable glass, apparently, because they're worried about the pyrotechnics exploding and just knocking the glass apart. I'm sure it was still a doctored glass, but not the regular candy glass that Marty Jannetty went through, you know? It was actually, like, fairly real glass, but probably, you know, one plate. I don't know. Who knows? But... But that's just insane. Just insane. Well, also the idea that like a grown man could bounce off of it gives you an idea of just how... Tough the glass is. Tough the glass was, exactly. And plus it was frosted. I don't know if that makes a difference or not, but that leaves me with the impression of like... It might have even added as minuscule as it may have been to the thickness of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who knows? Maybe it was frozen ice on the other side. I don't know. (laughs) But... That would at least would have been something. He threw him through uh, a block of uh, glass and and ice together. That would be insane. You know what's so funny is I was, you know, I've always really been into wrestling. There have been a a couple years here and there where I've just kind of not been as actively interested in the current product at WWE, but like always been a big wrestling fan and watched, you know, even, even in those years when I wasn't watching Raw every single week, or SmackDown at all, I was still watching old stuff. You know, I was getting into the archives of everything else. But when Shane and Kurt did that match, I was diehard watching everything. And I somehow missed that show and missed that match. I never knew, like, I would see the clips of it and be like, God, how did I miss that? Because King of the Ring was during the summer. At least traditionally. Yeah, it was usually usually June. Yeah, June, I think. Every June. I was probably a lifeguard and out drinking somewhere <laughs> or something, you know. I just totally missed that show. And then, you know, I would see clips of it. And only that exchange, too. Like, that the the throw up on the stage. I was feel like, God, that must have been the craziest match. And it's a fine match. It's, you know, it's a Shane McMahon match. But, I mean, that is clearly the most memorable spot in it. It's just nuts. Yeah, it's totally, totally insane. And uh, that match is like... It's such a beautiful, violent match. But when you think of like some of the most violent matches in the history of wrestling, you don't think of two of the most clean-cut guys like Shane McMahon against Kurt Angle, that that is going to be, you know, one of the most, you know, violent matches. You know, that's it's up there with 
any Abdullah and Brody match, you know, maybe even more so because of the uh, ingenuity of the violence that they committed. Oh, sure. Because, I mean, as violent as and, and as crazy as Abdullah and Brody matches were, they neither of those guys were taking really serious bumps like that, you know, oh, at no. all. It was just no. It was just brawling and brawling and, and chaos, chaos and chairs and yeah, absolute insanity, which is beautiful in its own way. Sure, I mean the most exciting thing about those matches are how terrified the crowd is of them when they come barreling through. You know, rightfully oh, so. Oh my god! You know, ultimately those matches. It's funny watching those matches now. Like, if you ever sat down and did like an Abdullah Brody marathon, it's. Hopefully they had their Fitbits on because it's just mostly walking around. They just kind of walk around bleeding and every so often hit each other with a, a fist or a fork or something. You're right. They'd walk all through the just, all through the entire arena. Yeah. Just following each other but it's just, with short spats of... It's so wildly entertaining. <laughs> short, short little spats of yeah. wrestling. Just like mostly Brody just walk chasing Abdullah and, you know... Abby doesn't seem like a hard guy to keep up with. <laughs> <laughs> you know, based on Not at all. Not at all. And his options for some of the aisles are even limited. So, you know, he can only stick to the big aisles. Yeah. Uh, you know, talking about a match that um, that has a ton of brawling through the audience is, I think, well, our favorite match, uh, Brett versus Stone Cold at WrestleMania 13. Sure. I don't know if you heard or if you've ever listened to Edge and Christian's podcast. But they, they did that on their year anniversary this year. They actually had Stone Cold and Brett on the show with them, or maybe call in, but they did the anatomy of a match. And they broke it down, and for the first time, it was like listening to Brett and Stone Cold just both talk about the match as they went through it, like move for move and uh, step for step. And uh, it's just amazing listening to them talk about it. And uh, one of the parts Stone Cold talked about was in the audience, when they're brawling through the audience. He's like, that's the first time I, uh, I, t- I took a guy's coat. I goes, through the attitude years, it was a regular move where I'd go into the audience and I'd always grab a guy's Coke. If a guy was selling Cokes, I'd always grab the tray and one of his Cokes and throw it in his face, you know, throw it in the wrestler's face. He goes, that was my go-to move. And he goes, but with, uh, with mm-hmm. Brett, when I went to do it that day, I went to grab the Coke from the guy on the tray, and the guy on the tray, like, really grabbed the tray and wouldn't let me grab a Coke. I, like, pulled away. <laughs> so he said, uh, he, and he talked about that in the match. He goes, he goes, that would eventually become my trademark move, but on that day, it did not work at all. I couldn't get the Coke to throw in Brett's face because the guy was over. The guy was, the guy running, was running it. it. Guy was yeah, he was like, oh, no, the the boss is going to dock that from me. No fucking way am I going to be part of your historic, historic right. match. I'm not buying you a Coke, Steve <laughs> I know some comedians, when, sometimes when they go on stage, they'll go to the bar before and they'll be like, yeah, here's uh, five shooters worth of money. Just send them up to me randomly through the show and I'll just, you know, and... I'll make it look like the audience. Oh, thank you. Thank you for, thanks, audience, you know. And uh, I know guys that do that, and then the audience sends them up for another five, and the next thing you know, they're 10 shots in on a 45-minute set. That is such a hilarious, like, psychological. Oh, yeah, yeah. Buy yourself the first couple shots, and then people are like, yeah, I'm going to buy them a shot, too. Why not? Everybody else is. So, yeah, I've seen guys do it constantly out on Western tours. It's like, oh, God, hammered last night. How was your show? Don't even remember. I'm like, great. Sounds awesome. <laughs> Next thing you know, what about that gig So uh, in this town? Oh, they stopped doing it. Yeah, wonder why. I guess comics are busy getting drunk instead of telling jokes. Oh, well, you know, the, that's the nature yeah. of the business. So who knows? So what have you got coming up wrestling-wise uh, for the summer? You're in the heart of L.A. PWG is, mm-hmm. is uh, their movie. Yep. Uh, is bar wrestling still going on? Bar wrestling still going on. I haven't had a chance to go to that since uh, last bar wrestling I went to was in March. The April show was uh, it was a double whammy of no way can I go. It was right after Mania, so you know I was out of town for that, and it was on my wife's oh, birthday. Jeepers. So it was just uh uh-uh. uh yeah. And then uh, the May show, 
for bar wrestling. I'm not even sure when it is, but I'll probably try to go to that. And then the last PWG in Reseda is May 25th, and we're going to that. And this is for sure? Like they sold the Legion? The Legion's finally sold or whatever? Well, it's definitely for sale, and there was a deal in place that wasn't in place anymore, or there were still some things being sorted out. But what is for sure is, the PWG July show and uh, the I don't know that there's an August show but the September shows which are the Battle of Los Angeles all four of those shows because bowl is three nights all four of those shows are going to be at the Globe Theater downtown. And how was, that's where they ran before so they ran before at the Globe Theater like one of their last shows right? Yeah they ran um, maybe two months ago or something like that at the Globe Theater and it's a good venue. I mean, it's different. It's different from yeah. Reseda. But, um, you know, it's it's a bigger room. It's uh, an air-conditioned room. It sounds like it's more Sibley-friendly. Well, I mean, there's still pro wrestling going on, so <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's funny. I mean, Tom likes, you know, Tom enjoys pro wrestling, but, I mean, we give him a hard time because he's, um, he's just not as, uh, you know, the, I, he, you can't you can't get him as no but he's he's but are, that's the thing know? is is um i like as a listener of the show tom's the mm. heel you're you're the middleman and vince is the, the vince is the face i've always saw tom as the heel because he never wants to do the great wrestling things that you guys want to do you know and he yeah yeah and then he you know and uh and any any and he's always antagonizing vince whether it be singing through the song, or he he knows how to push Prince's buttons on the show, that's what heels do. He's a real he's a real pusher. button pusher, and uh, and he's a total heel because the Dottie snapped at me on your show one time. I do recall, and he doesn't right. give a shit. Dottie's gone, <laughs> you know. He showed a picture up on an Instagram where the whole front room was cleaned out except for the uh, the the IKEA chair and footstool. And I said, uh, it's nice to see the footstool still standing despite, well, you know. And then I put an emoji with the eyes rolling. <laughs> uh, first, That's right. Yeah, for all the listeners that don't know, um, one time I went, we were doing the recording of We Watch Wrestling at Tom Sibley's apartment. And uh, I sat on the footstool and I went through the footstool because uh, I'm a fat ass. And... Uh, Vince was was nice enough to say it's a wrestling podcast. Furniture should get broken every now and again. So I That's always right. remember that. I'm like that made me feel better because I feel like shit about that. <laughs> but the fact is, he fixed it and it's still no standing. Way. I was like, it's there. It's still there. So mm-hmm. it's getting left behind. Probably who knows? He did not make the cut. Yeah, yeah. Thomas the heel. That definitely that really started uh, years ago, and especially when. His, when we were still recording the show at his brother Rob's apartment when Rob lived out here on the yeah. West Coast because those two, you know, they just had that natural sibling rivalry. <laughs> it's just a funny dynamic, but it works. But it is, it's one of those things, though, where Tom, when Tom finally will concede and, you know, we're like, no, you should, you really need to see this. You really, and then he's, he, he gets so sucked into it. You know, he gets so wrapped up in the yeah. wrestling. It's just a, it's an amazing thing yeah. to see. So there is a benefit to him not diving as deeply into it as Vince and I, because um, at, at a certain point, you know, I don't want to use the word cynical, but it, 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 there, at a certain point, you know, Vince and I have kind of seen it all and uh, can kind of see what's coming or like it takes, it, it's fewer and farther between that we're really wrapped up in something and, and, and drawn in and, and, you know, blown away by something. Whereas Tom, it's like, I remember, you know, it wasn't all that long ago that, you know, the, the, they like wrestlers did that spot where like, you know, they hit a guy, they do like an uppercut and the guy like spits yeah. in the air. And like, I remember the first time Tom saw that, like he turned to us and was just like, Oh my God, that guy just lost a tooth. <laughs> well, like a tooth was flying out of his mouth. And it's just like, you're amazing. Oh, that's you know? the best. So there's still a lot of that. You know, he still has a lot of that wonder in him. So it's 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 good that we haven't beaten that out of him. No, it's like a that, it's like a know? childlike it's, innocence. That's exactly yeah. what it is. 
and there is a, a certain level of like childlike, uh, you know, resistance from him. It's kind of he's just like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I mean, he's Tom. Tom is Tom. Is Tom. Yeah, it's totally true. I took a couple of kids. Um, I took my friend and his two kids, who are twelve and ten, and they they don't watch wrestling. Mm-hmm. They never watch wrestling. They know of wrestling because kids at school watch wrestling. They know who John Cena is. That's about the basics. So we went to the wrestling, and uh, oh, my God. I loved watching them react to the wrestling. They loved it. Of course, yeah. they loved it. They, I bought them a couple of wrestling T-shirts. They were wearing the T-shirts to school the next day. You know, one guy was like, if I wear this to school the next day, will somebody throw beer on me? I'm like, no, there's no beer at your school. Who is, what kind of school are you going to? You know, but he was just like, they're they're, they're funny guys. And they just loved it. They loved New Day. They thought New Day was hilarious, you know. And uh, and the way New Day acts on a house card is a little more silly and a little more risque. Like, I think Aiden English had his head, uh, he was hunched over. And Big E went up and pelvic thrusted towards his head three times. And, oh, the boys <laughs> laughed and laughed. And they're like, ah! You know, but every now and again... Someone would miss a kick, and they'd be like, "Oh, that was so fake," you know. And then, you know, but like, they absolutely yeah. loved it. So then I had them on the podcast, and they would explain what they liked, and they're like, you know, they're like, you know, I know we know it's not really real, like it's like a movie, but one guy got hit in the back so many times, you could see his back was really red from getting hit, and I was like, well, yeah, you mm-hmm. can't fake. A forearm smash and and they're like no no and i'm like only the i said i said it's just scripted it doesn't necessarily mean it's being fake you fall down 10 times and you see how much it hurts so you know they they kind of got an appreciation for it as well but then i said to their dad i'm like why didn't they watch wrestling before and they're like we just have no time and then i look at the kids i'm like because i know their dad's not the biggest wrestling fan but then I, I know what the dad loves so i look at the kids and i'm like how many times do you guys see uh, James Bond? 24. <laughs> they immediately know everything about James Bond because th- their dad loves James Bond, right? So, yeah. Right. So I said, Dad, can you name me two wrestlers that were in James Bond, that were James Bond villains? So then uh, they can only name one because they did not know that uh, Batista, Batista, but they did not know that Odd Job was Professor Toru Tanaka, who was a wrestler. But of sure. course. I know that. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's a little bit of James Bond trivia for all your wrestling fans out there. So yeah, the next. So you're going to the next PWG card. That that'll be fantastic. The final one. That'll be amazing. And mm-hmm. uh, it'll be. Yeah. I bet you it'll be very special. I bet you that a lot of celebs will be trying to get in and getting turned away. <laughs> like what's his name? My se- my secret see. identity. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, Vern. yeah, yeah. He shows up to shows sometimes. I always forget his name. Uh, Vern, I just know him as Stand By Me. And uh, he had the Canadian show up here called My Secret Identity. Jerry Jerry O'Connell, that's his name. No, yeah, we got that down here, too. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. You'll never guess my secret identity. Yeah, with the uh, the weird guy from Cheers that uh, loved, it was in love with Diane. Right. So, um, right. Andy Andy. Andy <laughs> yes, Cheers. exactly. Uh, that's fantastic. So, what else is uh, what else is coming up? I'm just trying to think of what else is going on. All in, we kind of already talked about. Yeah, and then in July is uh, we're going up to San Francisco for the big New Japan show. It's um, I don't know. They they shouldn't have. They should have just not done the Long Beach show. Uh, it's too soon for. Because like again, like the Long Beach show, it sold out instantly. Yeah. And it was, you know, what, like a 3,000, 4,000 seat building, uh, the, the pyramid down uh, at Long Beach. What a weird looking building. Well, there's nothing, it's, it's just a pyramid. It's very it just looks like a, a pyramid. <laughs> it's, a, it is. It's, it's like a, an, an aluminum pyramid or something. So how does it, has the seating then, inside? It's got to be, you know. I guess well, it's just normal seating, but whatever. It's I just can't imagine. Yeah, it's normal seating. It's it's you know stadium. Well, yeah, no, well, it's not a stadium, but I mean you know yeah. The ascending seats, the the bleachers, and that type of shit. That's cool. 
Yeah, I'm excited to go to the Cow Palace. I've never seen a wrestling show at the Cow Palace before, but it is. It's. I think there's still tickets available and stuff, and that's what like ten thousand plus or whatever. Um, and I don't know. It's just New Japan didn't. Uh, I think they're running a show too quickly again. Is all I could figure. You know, they they haven't announced a card, but I mean, they didn't announce a card for the other two shows, and those those sold out pretty quickly or or they just they can't draw you know that big of a crowd in the states who knows well i don't even know why they wouldn't try to set like probably because vince wouldn't allow it but why they wouldn't try to use like save jericho for that but i think it's with jericho it's whatever Mm -hmm. he can do when he can do it like the guys who workaholic it's just like if he has a a blip in his schedule where he's not doing anything, I'm sure that's like, okay, I'll go to Japan and I'll do a couple matches. Yeah, I got to think he's got to be doing something on it. Yeah, like you would think he would be, but I don't know if he is or not. But, uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows where this feud's going to go with uh, with Naito. That's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, and it's so funny because I remember when I was at Ring of the World, uh, War of the Worlds last year, around this time, there was nobody in line to get Naito's autograph. Nobody like the line for Tanahashi was, you know, was there, but nobody was bothering Naito. Everybody was in the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega line, and to me, it's just mm. like, you know, I could not believe that you know now knowing like back then I didn't know who Naito was, but knowing him now, I was like that mind boggles me. But mind you, um, the year he's had in the last year was you know way better than he the probably the year he had before so you know he's much mm. i think he's more way more visible because he's in more prominent matches so at least uh, in the last year he has been so anyways um i think that's great that jericho's you know doing a feud with him now i think it's fantastic i love jericho i love the attack that he did on naito i love um you know i mean it's funny when we saw naito at you know, they were doing, I guess it was the War of the World show that they do with Ring of yeah. Honor out in Coney Island. Uh, they did the meet and greet before then, and it was my second, Vince and I, our second time seeing Dido because we saw them the first time New Japan had come to the state. In Vegas, no? Uh, no, no, this goes this oh, okay. years back. This is like 2010. When they they ran shows with Jersey All Pro Wrestling, um, so they did a show at the Rahway Rec Center, um, a show at a place that was just starting to like be a venue, I guess called Basketball City. Because we went in and it was just an empty, like it was just a warehouse. It, it was just an empty room. There was just nothing in it. It was just the just this giant open space, hmm. and we were like, "What the? What is this place?" And then, so we went to those first two shows, and then the next night, I think, was at the uh, the old ECW arena. But you know, I mentioned Naito when we were getting uh, his autograph at uh, the meet and greet and getting pictures on Coney Island. I was like, you know, this is actually my second time seeing you. We saw you uh, a few years ago when you came to the states in. Uh, basketball city on the east coast and in new jersey and he stopped like he stopped writing his name mid-sentence and he just kind of leaned back and looked at me he's like oh my god that was like eight years ago and i was like yeah yeah i'm I'm really excited for you that you you've you know your career has really uh skyrocketed yeah you know i'm so happy how much things have you know happened for you worked out for you yeah i'm I'm, uh, all that's happened happening and uh, and I could tell he was really like, wow, like you know, that's crazy that you because they because nobody New Japan was not anywhere close to. I mean, they weren't they were doing they were with Jersey All Pro Wrestling, yeah. you know, you know, nothing not not taking anything away from that promotion, but I mean, it's a far cry from Ring of Honor or you know just running the Cow Palace, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, this was pre streaming service. This was pre Bullet Club, you know. This was, you know, when Nakamura came out, we were just like, we didn't know who anyone yeah. was. We just, we basically knew that there was a guy, Tanahashi was their champ. You know, we, I look at the program from those shows and it's like, none of them, you know, Tanahashi basically looked yeah. the same. 
But I mean, Okada is unrecognizable compared to what he looks like now. Mm-hmm. Uh, same for Naito. Same for I mean, this was back when you know they were all would have been fairly uh, young, right? Oh yeah, they were all. Well, let's face it, we were all eight years younger in 2010. Yeah. But you know, this was you know we saw Prince Devitt, Carl Anderson, and he was tag teaming with Giant Bernard. You know, it was, it was just an interesting thing. But but when we were in New Jersey and Nakamura came out. Just the way he was walking to the ring and the way he was, like, stretching and stuff and the, his whole demeanor, we were like, oh, my God, who is this guy? He is a riot. And he was not doing, like, that classic, yeah. like, Nakamura kind of Michael Jackson gyrating kind of dancing yeah. thing. He was totally a heel, full heel, and was just kind of shoulders a little slouch just kind of doing the i'm bored why do i have to come here and all right i'm gonna beat you up who's who's next i'm just gonna beat you up and the way he was stretching and stuff it was just he was so different and so he really stood out the personality was coming through he had not figured it out yeah. yet but it was you could already see the charisma coming through it was fast oh, that's great you know but even back then night was doing like the uh you know the round eye thing which was just hilarious yeah. Yeah, you know, it was it was different. It was it was a much different show and dynamic. Like Kenny Omega was on the show, and we were like, okay, yeah, he's just this blonde guy with a pretty good physique. Who cares? It's amazing. And then you know, what do they become? Look at now, you know, yeah. uh, it, it blows my mind. Uh, you know, just how big the young bucks are, like how successful they are, how successful other people are, how oh, successful absolutely. Cody is since he's left. Like, you know. Um, there is opportunity out there uh, to be made, like in the indies, for sure. Sure. Yeah, it's funny because you know we we when we came out here, we started going to PWG regularly, starting in summer 2013. So coming up on five years, and the Bucks would be on every show, yeah. and it was you know they were way over in that room, but it was still we started seeing them right as it started right before and then we got to see them cross that threshold into being you know the biggest thing on the not only that you've you've also Um, got to see kevin steen and uh, el generico oh yeah evolve into yeah you know because that's where they were before they went to you know that's where they were scouted like you know uh the story now is kind of famous that william regal was there backstage during their match to see them the, one of their matches and watched it, and then they went back and, you know, he's like, yeah, you're going to get a call, you know, or whatever. Um, yeah, I remember there being nights at PWG when we, you could see William Regal, you know, look behind the curtain kind of watching. Um, yeah, I remember, God, that was back when I lived in New York that they were doing Steen and Generico, and they did that uh, match without honor and uh, just, you know, bloodbath and, you know, ripping off his mask and stuff. And God, that was wild, wild. You know, it was, it was, um, it's just, I'll tell you, it was fantastic watching how over they were in Montreal because Montreal hasn't had a raw in a while. And, uh, oh, oh it was just so great because Montreal can be such a great wrestling crowd. And, you know, you thought Sam, Sammy was over, over, over. But then, you know, when yeah. Kevin Steen came in, and then he gets to cut a promo in French and start speaking French, and they go nuts. I'm like, oh, I just love it. You know, it's just it's so great. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. yeah it was uh, it was fantastic. That raw in Montreal was actually very good. I thought it was a very solid raw. So I very very much enjoyed mm-hmm. it, despite having to miss it and watching the house card. And then went back and watched it. So uh, that night after I got home, that's a lot of wrestling. That's like seven hours of wrestling. <laughs> That's that's like one WrestleMania. Yeah, it's like yeah, but it's like you know I keep telling people they're like how can you do how can you do that I'm like because uh, it's my job I have a podcast you know so now it's all yeah. it's it's all legitimate and like I can't even say that word it's all legitimate that's what it is you know so that's fantastic we're very lucky to have such a you know an occupation that allows us to explore our passions and and uh, get to watch as much wrestling as we possibly can so. Yeah, that is the great thing about doing our show because it's like we've sold some some merchandise, we we have some ad space, and then we'll do some live shows. 
And it's really, uh, once in a while, we'll be able to just, you know, give ourselves a couple bucks. But by and large, it's all the money goes into equipment for the show, putting on like the next live show, getting that merchandise and buying wrestling tickets. You know, the show pays for the show, you know, and then it, it, it's just, it's just, it's like, it's one of those things too, where I'm like, God, like I, I love wrestling so much and it's, um, it's a big part of, uh, my life and, and, and part of my focus, but it's, you know, it doesn't have to be a, um, a financial burden. No. Uh, like it may have been in years past. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, especially with PWG tickets getting skyrocketed up to how much they cost now, or, you know, flying, you know, the idea of, all right, well, we're going to fly to New Orleans. We're going to get a hotel. We're going to go to mania. We're going to go to every show that we possibly can mania week. It's just, thank God we have, you know, I'm just very grateful that we have something in place where it's like, oh, I can actually do this, and it's not just... Uh, oh, I can't... In it. You know, there's, a, there's, there's like a purpose behind it, too, on top of me just being interested and a fan and entertained. Like, I, I you know, there's there's motivation for yeah, it. Yeah, well, I can't tell you. you like, know. look, it, I didn't get to go to WrestleMania, but I could not wait to hear about everything that happened on your guys' WrestleMania weekend. Like and if, and if I'm like right. that, there are thousands of more people like that, you know. That just like we sure, live, right? we we yeah. live through you guys, you know. Like the wrestling, like I would have never even probably have like you know I barely heard of PWG before I started going down there. I remember the first time I went down, Vince right. and I went to a hockey game. He wore his PWG uh, hoodie, and one guy complimented him on it, and. Uh, you know, that's the first time I've actually heard of it. And then, you know, now I follow it fairly regularly. Um, I watch as many cards as I can on uh, on on the... Uh, well, I used to watch them on friggin' uh, high spots. But, um, you know, it's just... Uh, I follow it. And it's 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 a fun... It's a, you know... Like I said, the cool thing that I said Tommy Dreamer, I said the great thing about House of Hardcore is... Unlike PWG, you will bring House of Hardcore to where people want it. And I said, because uh, mm. PWG, they, you know, I'm sure they could tour. They could do just fine, but they only do the shows where they, you know, they don't do much more than they, than they need to do. And, you know, why mess with a, a, something that works, right? There's no need to be super sure. greedy, um, you know, when you're Super Dragon, I guess. But, so... but uh but yeah so we should wind this up Uh, we're pretty much uh, at the end of the the show here um what's going on so yeah so every uh every wednesday 3 16 a.m we watch wrestling drops on headgum and uh, what else what else can we plug for you what else is going on this is going to air next thursday um okay uh the 17th um yeah that's next thursday yeah yeah totally right. yeah uh if you're in uh los angeles i am doing a show tonight uh in downtown ventura um you can get the info uh on my social media at mccarthy redhead so you can probably on instagram is probably the best place to find Excellent. that because it's all right there and then um yeah, you can go to this is mattmccarthy.com for uh you know, it's kind of a hub of me and um there's always some wacky comedy show popping up somewhere that I'll be uh performing on, but yeah, I got um a couple um, shows that I'm working on that should be uh emerging fairly soon. Um and I'll be on the new season of Corporate on uh, Comedy Central, so keep an eye out for that. And, um, yeah, always popping up on Conan from time to time, doing a sketch here and there. So there's always something going on. So uh, Just keep an eye out. Just strapping the rocket to me, hey, Casey. Um, That's right, just strapping the rocket <laughs> to me, shooting me to the will, um Will you be buying the Guns N' Roses box set? 
Yes, I pre-ordered the uh, the, the second tier one. Not the my, my friend Dan, who is uh, got to be the world's biggest Guns N' Roses fan, he got the top okay. tier one. You know the the thousand uh, dollar limited edition thing, but I just went with the uh, you know the second tier one with all the music. yeah, like with the, all the unreleased tracks and everything. The, yeah, because I mean it's you know it's almost like fifty unreleased tracks and. Um, I, I just I can't wait to hear it all. I thought the the single they put out of uh, "Shadow of Your Love" sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah, you know they were they were so hot in that era too. When it's you know Izzy was still in the band. Oh yeah, yeah. You know Stephen was hey, still in the Steven band. Hey, Stephen is at what's it, what's today so today? Is today the ninth or tenth? Uh, today is the eleventh. What? 11th. Today's the eleventh. Oh, last yeah. night Stephen Adler was at the Whiskey Go Go. The oh, uh, I, I I know I well I texted Matt earlier in the week, Billin, and I said just to let you know, Adler's Appetites at the Whiskey Go Go, May tenth. It's just down the street from where you work. I'm sure you can get off and go see it. So, you know, and uh, I haven't heard back yet from him, but you know we will find out whether he went or not. Um, yeah, I'm probably gonna buy the second tier one like yourself, or maybe I'll. Uh, you know, wait to go down to L.A. and sponge it off of you or something like that. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Hell yeah. 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 yeah well, uh, they're not Metallica. They don't mind if you share. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they don't, you can share half your sandwich. They don't give a fuck. No. Hey, um, thanks for coming on the show today, Matt. Uh, I'll let you go and uh, have fun at all the PWG shows and all the WWE shows and uh, everything else that's going on. And um, we'll hear you every Wednesday on we watch wrestling thanks for coming in absolutely thank you awesome and for you listeners out there thank you for letting us put a headlock in your ears for uh, never sleeps network's talking wrestling i've been casey corbin thank you very kindly have a great day bye now never sleeps network This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.